and welcome to Saving People Queering Things, the supernatural podcast where zombies are always a bad sign. Today we are pulling up to season five, episode 15, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. I am your host, Elena, and joining me today are my lovely co-hosts, Noah and August. How are y'all doing, friends? Hello. Fantastic. Oh, this episode kind of hit hard and very like, different. Fantastic, but also traumatized. Yep. Yep. Uh, Bobby just put through the ringer. Yeah. Bobby cannot catch a break this season. No. It, emotionally, physically, strategically, bad, bad, metaphorically. Bad. All of the above. Hyperbolic. Bad time for Bobby. Yeah. Pour one out for Bobby, even though he's still here. Um, no. Anyway. Now that you have met your host for today, uh, it's time to catch you up. And if you haven't watched Supernatural recently, here's what you've missed on the road so far. First up, your boy Noah is going to recap the show up to this point. Hell yeah. Are you ready, friend? <laughs> yeah. Totally. All right, let me count you in. Three, two, one, go. So Sam and Dean have fought each other many a time, and now they are find out that the angels want them to fight each other in the form of these angels. So they have spent this whole season trying to stop the apocalypse and trying to shut Lucifer down and stopping him from bringing the horsemen back to enact the rest of the apocalypse, which involves the brothers fighting each other to the death. They met Michael when they time traveled to the back, to the future, and to the past. <laughs> They're time traveling all over the place. It's a lot. That was my weakest show recap. <laughs> you know, I thought it was splendid. Uh, you know, you hit on the different. You've never done anything wrong stuff. in your life, Noah. <laughs> That's so <bad>. gross <laughs> overstatement, but it's fine. <laughs> it's what I believe. Are you going to argue with what I believe, Noah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take the compliment. Go on. <laughs> All right, and now August is going to recap this week's trauma dump. Are you yeah. ready? <laughs> Sum this episode up. Honestly, yeah. You could just trauma dump. Yeah. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. The dead are rising in Sioux Falls. And that includes the child of local sheriff Jody Mills, as well as Bobby Singer's dead wife. Turns out that there is another horseman on the loose. Death has come to town. And Winchesters are on the case trying to figure out how can they stop all of these zombies that are slowly turning evil. Turns out that Death has uh, targeted Bobby because he's working with the Winchesters and Bobby has to say goodbye to his wife yet again. Damn. That was the most mellow recap ever. Yeah, you took my like, incoherent ramblings and you were like, through that whole thing. Watch I, how much better. I just decided I wasn't going to panic and I was like, you know what? I think we're just going to we're going to say what we're going to say. We're not going to panic. Um, Such a strong decision. I usually can't bring that energy. So I think my last recap was like a hot mess. So you were learning. It we're was learning. like you meditated just before doing that. It was well done. <laughs> the it also zen. helps that I watched the episode right before this recording. So it's Literally. a little fresher than it sometimes is for me. <laughs> Very well done. That's great. That's a good recap. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, on, on all on all points. <laughs> And now it's time to get into our episode mixtape where we're going to pick some music to accompany us on our journey. Uh, here's what we've got for you this week. Noah, do you want to go first? Sure. This week I went with uh, sort of a breakup song, uh, Pictures by Judah and the Lion featuring Casey Musgraves. It's very sad. Definitely leans more towards the breakup side of things. So I'm obviously basing it on Bobby and how he's feeling having to say goodbye to Karen for the third time. God. Yeah. <laughs> the 
Chorus goes, I know that you love me still, but we're not the same. And if I'm being honest, I don't really want you this way. Look what we've become. Just another sad song of a love gone wrong. I hate that I'm taking our pictures off the walls. And he even says, she's the love of my life. How many times do I have to kill her? So that's, yeah. Oh, I can't believe you've done this. Ouch. Ouch. Sorry. That concept of like, you're not the person anymore. Because Bobby's severely changed. And we'll talk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. On both ends. On both ends. She's not the person. Mm-hmm. anymore because she's literally not the person <laughs> but but more tragically he's changed and he's trying to oh okay okay mm. it's fine w- what about you uh yeah also going sad also going sad uh today i'm picked uh souvenirs by switchfoot which is uh has a line that goes here's to the twilight here's to the memories these are my souvenirs uh, my mental pictures of a lifetime yeah it's a song about you know looking back at your life and at these things that make up who you were there's a, a the chorus goes I can um I close my eyes and go back in time I can see you smiling you're so alive and uh yeah uh just feeling that for for Bobby particularly in this episode Elena oh well my pick for this week is very much about like the end of the episode talking about Bobby but also just the boys and how scared I think they are of how scared Bob of how sad Bobby is uh the song is called Deep End by Ruel and it's a very like haunting sort of track and and some of the lyrics, um, the, the chorus, it's, I'm slipping into the deep end. I'm in over my head. I can't catch my breath. Feel the current get within, but I can't help but give in. And so it just, as like the hope is being sapped from Bobby in the end of this episode, it very much reminds me of that song. So, so yep. We got a couple of depressing bangers for you all this week. <laughs> a lot of good sad songs. Let's bad it out. Songs. If you're looking to cry to your tunes, then we got you. <laughs> Now that we have a new say playing, it is time for this week's hunt. And today we're exploring the 15th episode of season five, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which is one of my favorite episode titles of the season for sure. <laughs> yes, such a good which one. we're gonna we're gonna talk oh. about where yeah, this we'll talk about it. reference comes it's from. Good, it's a great it's reference. Good, it's a good title. It's good layers. Mm. Uh but for those of you who haven't been listening so far this season, we are discussing season five uh themes through the lens of the supernatural tarot deck. And this week's card that we have is the Knight of bones so august is going to tell us a little bit about the supernatural card and then i'll fill in some blanks by talking about the uh the card itself from the original tarot yeah so the knight of bones is a character the character on the knight of bones supernatural card is a character we haven't met yet so i'm not going to specifically talk about who that is um in the interest of avoiding spoilers but I will read the card itself description. So this tarot card advises you to put action behind your visions and goals, set your sights on a goal and pursue it with a potent mix of determination and kindness. Um, But also I'm going to read the reversed um, description of this card. When it's reversed, uh, when reversed, the energy and motivation of the Knight of Bones turns restless and irritated. If things aren't going according to plan right now, adjust your strategy. Barreling onward will only lead you to you becoming frustrated by a continued lack of progress. Pause to rethink the situation and come with a more efficient game plan. I think that reversed description maybe is hitting a little bit more for me when I think about this episode. That like you're trying to reach your goals or trying to stop Lucifer, but it's not working. Like the things, everything that they're doing is not really working out um, quite as expected. But Elena, can you give us a little more context on this card in the traditional tarot? So for the card in the traditional tarot um, is actually the Knight of Wands. They have like some differences in Supernatural. The 
uh, the bones card are the wands suit. The blades are the swords in the traditional tarot. Um, but this one, the Knight of Wands, is a card that, um, you know, as August was saying, it's very much about when it's in the upright position, the card's uh, description is like ambition, risk taker, action oriented. And that kind of, to me, like reminds me a bit of how Bobby is sort of being like, I'm going to absolutely take this risk to make sure I get to keep the person that I care about, even though I could possibly die doing this very risky thing. It says to balance out your impulses with rational thinking and think about the road ahead. But I feel like Bobby is very much kind of not doing that in that he's just like, I just want this moment. I just want to be with her right now. And since August was talking a bit about the reverse, I can give you all that one as well. And this is through the specific deck I'm looking at is the Mystic Mondays deck, uh, which is really awesome, uh, like traditional cards, but like modernized artwork and descriptions. And it describes that one as impatience, carelessness, and rashness, mm. which is very much where Bobby is sort of operating. Mm-hmm. For, sure. For very understandable reasons. Frustration and anger will arise with every delay that occurs, and it will only get worse as time rolls along so that's very much the way the zombie situation ends up unfolding so Mm -hmm. a bit about the uh the knight of wands from from our traditional tarot history wonderful yeah Yeah. so that all brings us to our main discussion this week and uh i think we have a lot of thoughts let's get to it let's start maybe with the title of this episode yes this title dead men don't wear plaid is a reference to a 1982 noir murder mystery movie with carl reiner and Steve Martin. So Carl Reiner, who, among many other things, was the creator and producer of The Dick Van Dyke Show. And Steve Martin, who, again, also many, many things. Uh, most recently, uh, Only Murders in the Building. Mm, iconic. Iconic. Both of these people, like both these men, are just iconic in the film world. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a weird... I'm, it's not a movie I've seen, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, but like from my bit of research into it, it's a really interesting movie. Did a lot of creative things in terms of its storytelling, mm. which is, is interesting. I love seeing that. Funny, I always, I didn't know that there was an actual movie called that. I always just assumed it was a nod to like the pirate phrase, like dead men, you know, tell no tales. Oh, which it might, it might be, but. I'm assuming that probably the original movie is that's where they, that got that title. I love it when we have like just Inception meta yeah. references on yeah. meta references. Well, the Wikipedia article for Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid explains that this film is both a parody of and an homage to film noir and the pulp detective films of the 40s. So that's oh, a really great. interesting. It, yeah, I don't know why we, why the writers decided to pull from this specifically, but it's fun. And it's also just, I mean, Supernatural and the plaid I just I was looking at that list of actors and it's just off the charts like yeah you got uh-huh. Humphrey Bogart James Cagney Betty Davis oh because it Mary incorporates Graham. clips from 19 vintage yeah. films yeah because it pulls it pulls a lot of black and white films wow interesting so it was a really um creative sort of movie in the 80s hmm fourth wall kind of yeah and then again yeah the the title obviously referencing plaid which i mean there's the other tie to supernatural and like hunting world it's a fun bobby wears lots of plaid yeah it's (laughs) definitely a a reference like winchesters have no shortage of plaid in their lives yeah and it's like pulling pulling to bobby specifically which is yeah let's talk about the episode and bobby and love bobby anytime we get more bobby i'm all there for it 
it was wild that the brothers at the beginning are like, wow, Bobby's not picking up. Bobby's not. You left him more messages. Bobby's not picking up. Okay, sorry. Where did we leave the last episode off? At Bobby's. Like, what? <laughs> this is disconnect. You're yeah. making yeah. Some large strides here. Yeah. Bobby. It's probably been a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we also get to find out like a bunch of information about how Bobby sort of perceive locally yeah. what more <laughs> that we knew in the past. Which is wild. Which is Bobby's the town drunk, according the to medicine. Jody. Ass you... full of drunken disorderlies and mail fraud, which the drunken disorderlies, okay. The mail fraud, I'm trying to figure that out. That makes a lot of sense, actually, because what? if he's set up as the FBI base, he's the CIA headquarters for all these different aliases that they put out there. <laughs> Surely at some point he's gotten a letter about it. Yeah, he's had to like register his address as like, you know, Agent Willis of the FBI. Or it was <laughs> on some postcard. Uh, Phenomenal. Gets, they give out business cards in this one, you know, that. that have bobby's number on it so surely they've yeah. put an address on there once or twice which seems uh the the hubris of white men in <laughs> like being like we can totally get away with this yeah the fact that, that bobby has lived in the, the same town offenses. the fact that bobby's lived like sam and dean like at least they travel around so like they do their they do the crimes and then they leave they're harder mm-hmm. to track yeah. down bobby has literally been living in the same place yeah. Oh, right. So long. Uh, so, you know, the long con of Bobby, uh, as with all these aliases, is going quite well. Yeah. The town just believes he is a bit of a disaster. I mean, are they wrong? Which, I mean, is probably a great thing for him. They stay out of his way. They don't pay him any mind. They don't bother him. Yeah. He just gets to do his thing and hunt and be a safe space. Nobody's yeah. going to come messing around his barn, no. his little panic room. Like, what? No. We also meet Jody Mills. Yeah. Sheriff of Sioux Falls. My sweet baby girl. I love her. Play, played by the incredible Kim Rhodes. Iconic. Show-stopping. Sensational. Mm. She was great in this episode. Yeah. Tragic in this episode as well. Yeah. Having her child son come back. Do they ever specify how he died? I mean, it's not that that makes it any better, but if it was um, like a terminal illness and he came back, that would hurt a little bit more having to see him die. That's what I kind of always assumed Low. it was. I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to take a quick little... Either way, it's like to the wikis. get your kid back, and that's phenomenal. Makes perfect sense that she's okay. putting down all these rumors. The the supernatural wiki. Uh, I'll say this because it, it's not really a spoiler because it's it, there isn't any information. It says that he died of unknown causes. Mm. So yeah, probably some unknown mysterious illness. Yeah, um, so that's unfortunate. Seems to Her be motivations with kind of quieting everything makes a lot of sense, <laughs> especially her coming up to them in the diner and then being like, "Yeah, we're FBI agents, of course. Here's our card. Call our supervisor for sure." <laughs> They're so cocky. They're so cocky. <laughs> They're so cocky. So because <laughs> this always works. This Every never time. has not worked for them. <laughs> she recognizes his voice. as, wait, <laughs> Bobby? And the instant he puts the phone down for saying, "Oh God, um." No, what? I don't know no, what you mean. I don't know what you, who are you and talking about? And then he about? tries again. Tries He's like, so maybe hard. I can just... Doesn't even change the voice a little bit. He's no, just... like, not Robert, <laughs> darling, what did you think was going to happen like, here? she is way smarter than this. <laughs> the way that the brothers' faces change afterwards, like, <laughs> oh, so so you know Bobby. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, this is a crazy... Isn't it so funny? And she's like, mm-hmm, FBI, she's, sure. And they're like, they're like, please don't actually just arrest us for impersonating a federal <laughs> officer because you 100% could. Like, what? they just are giving this look of like please don't call our dad even though you were just on the phone with him like <laughs> oh my god please 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 they could be in so- this could have gone so much worse if it wasn't like <laughs> 
Jody, and she didn't have a tiny bit of like more willingness to look the other way mm. than they deserve. Yeah, that should have been red flag number one. If yeah, they got caught that bad and didn't get taken. And to the jail. sheriff is just—they're like, "What is going on with the sheriff?" This is just a perfect introduction for a character who will continue to take no shit. Strong female character that I can get attached to. Yeah, yeah. Can feel free. All we're gonna tell you, but uh, that's all we're gonna say. We're not gonna say. Nope. Just don't. Obviously, nope. or. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Yeah. I hate it. Um, we'll talk more. Okay. I want to talk more about Jenny, but we can talk more about that when we get to like the end of the episode because I want to talk mm. about her team up with yes. Sam because it's great. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. It's. But the brothers go from there straight to Bobby because they he's apparently been ducking their calls. And so they're now... like, oh, so you've just been ignoring our. Which, if they've been looking for him, why didn't they show up at his house earlier than because this? That, they were it seems like town. that's what they do right after, right? <laughs> they don't yeah. call him and then like, say we're coming by. They just show why, up. If you've been. If he's been dodging your calls, why didn't you show up? Was he not at home when you showed I feel like step number one when a hunter dodges your calls for more than 24 hours is show up Just at their, their house. house. Especially if they have a house. Like a lot of hunters, yeah. that's not an option. But with Bobby, you literally could show up at his house. That's kind you of know weak. exactly where he is. Especially if they don't have a case they're working on actively. What's their excuse? Yeah. They should have just gone by. Whatever. But whatever. Plot armor. Plot, plot, plot. Convenience, convenience. <laughs> the soap comment is the one that really sent me. Yeah. Is that soap? Did you clean? <laughs> That's, what are you, my mother? Bite is this me. the first time we've seen Bobby without the ball cap? So I think yeah. it might be. <laughs> it might be. I don't think it's the, first, an time. Iron it's the shirt? first time he's For sure. you know, clean shaven and hair brushed. Yeah, a little oh, bit of fancy, a little bit of uh, grease slick back hair. <laughs> Looking yeah, nice. well, you, and you look at his house too, like the, some of the shots, and all of the books are like stacked carefully. Like it's not the Very normal tidy. organized chaos that we've seen at Bobby's house. Yeah, it looks like a normal person's house, not a hunter's house. <laughs> <laughs> Which we can't abide that. Nope. We can't abide normal people houses. Not out of here. Um, want it to look like maybe a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really cute that as soon as they've been introduced to to Karen, Dean is immediately calling her Mrs. Singer. He's so sweet with her. It's so <laughs> kind. It's, like He's... that precious little nougat. It's immediately like yeah he's so excited about the pie he's talks to her like he's an 11 year old over at aunt and uncle's house oh my god it's yes. really cute it's so sweet oh. and the second she's out of frame the second <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> i can't believe it <laughs> Uh, also, Bobby's uh, very, very clever. There are zombies, and then there's zombies. <laughs> so good. Right, like, right, right. All so the Bobby. different, uh, the way that people throw back the same phrase at each other, you know, Sam and Dean at the beginning, when he says, he's a monster, he's a soccer dad. Like, yep. okay, you're a zombie. I'm a taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one. Yeah. The taxpayer line Some is very good. good dialogue in this episode. Very um, good. Um, I will say, you know, if you come back from the dead and you kill your killer even if like <laughs> it's cool motive still, cool motive. still murder, murder. Still murder. <laughs> like i'm still kind of like i don't quite understand why jody goes and is immediately like yeah we're just gonna like let this guy go like i get that sam and dean are you should probably be arresting all three of them <laughs> in that <laughs> yeah, moment honestly yeah like i know the dead are coming to life all over town and i know one of them is your son but your son hasn't currently murdered anyone and this yeah. dude has yeah, they make it sound like his killer didn't even get jail time after. Yeah, but it also sounded like it was a hunting accident. Mm, which that's true. It, like it sounded 
sounded like genuinely like I was waiting for the like you know more information about like oh it seemed like a hunting accident but it wasn't but it seems like from what we know it, it genuinely was a hunting accident interesting mm. interesting so you know Clay doesn't Still seem to believe that no Clay doesn't seem to care <laughs> but he also as soon as the brothers show up with him he's like yeah okay take me in I, I i get it this is wrong i don't i don't understand how it happened but surely you guys do and take me away and they're like yeah who do you think we are but then uh, also he's very indignant about the fact that they were going to kill him and then, <laughs> then we get we get that you're a zombie i'm a taxpayer which is just iconic like oh good what a way to defend yourself like uh, dean's not so like <laughs> it's true dean is not a taxpayer dean has not paid any taxes in his life he, he was trained by john to do one smart thing <laughs> also uh pretty sure he's legally dead so yeah also true <laughs> so you know dead, dead people don't, don't need to pay, pay taxes, taxes. <laughs> there's an episode title right there right there yeah american girl zombie baking cupcakes in your kitchen when dean the said that dean i busted out laughing what so american long. girl are <laughs> Which is so niche. Dean, the man that you are. The well, the breadth of, of the well cultured individual that Dean is aware of. He's so good. For being a very specific type of like <laughs> type of character. He really knows pop culture well outside of his comfort zone. And that's that's powerful, honestly. <laughs> he kicks ass with that. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, that that line in particular, I was dead. It was like if you can't the um, softness with which the boys handle the situation is so touching from start to finish they're confused concerned but then once they realize like what's happening they they realize that they're not going to fight bobby over this they're just going to try to protect him behind his back you know right they're still going dean's still going to show up and like keep an eye on karen but they when he kicks them out yeah Oh my yeah. god. Which is oh my so god. Unbobby of him. Well, I mean Bobby in this moment wants to, I think, pretend mm -hmm. like to pretend that he could go back in time before he was a hunter, before the apocalypse, before everything. When he's and talking just... when he's talking about her humming in the kitchen, and uh, I never thought I would hear it again. The way that he whispers that line is so touching. He's fucking uh, devastating. And like because we know how Karen died, like we we've seen like we've seen we've been in Bobby's nightmares about having to kill her because she was possessed like that he's getting these moments of like tenderness with her mm, so sweet and mm -hmm. so heart-wrenching at the same time yeah because like we know like Bobby's smart enough like Bobby knows this isn't gonna last he's in denial but he knows but he yeah he's there's you're not like I, no one's gonna convince me that Bobby isn't just trying to see how long he can make this last but he yeah. knows it won't he like the, the apocalypse isn't gonna go away the dead don't rise for no reason yeah and when he's like saying you know oh well like maybe this is the one good thing that we get out of the book of revelation and it's like oh sweetheart say that sentence again yeah, <laughs> yeah. about it a little <laughs> oh buddy yeah well yeah we're talking about another horse like oh the, and that i had in my notes too the another horseman must be thursday <laughs> <laughs> that probably i mean sam stared at him for a hot second after that it probably triggered something he's like well, at least it's not tuesday yeah good. <laughs> Oh yeah, at least uh, it's not Tuesday. At least, yeah, yeah. Well, and we, you know, these uh, we've had war and famine, and now we're looking at death. But death is bringing folks back to life in order to intimidate Bobby mm. in some yeah, way. 
in order to intentionally mess with the people in the Winchester's lives. Their biggest form of support. He's trying to take that down. Mm -hmm. And the way that Bobby says, I don't know if he was trying to kill, like, you know, me or my spirit. Mm -hmm. And then Sam's like, but you're going to be okay, right? And he just doesn't answer. But after this, okay, so the first time they ask, you're going to be all right. He doesn't even look at them. But after the second one, he looks Sam dead in the eyes. And it's like, "Mm, I don't know. What do you you want me to say? Like, I can't, there's nothing I can say to you. Well, because like, (sighs) of course he's not going to be okay. Like he just had to kill his wife again. And nothing like this episode, nothing, nothing progresses in terms of their ability to stop the apocalypse. They just kind of get hit in the face with the fact that like their worst, the worst parts of their life's lives are getting rehashed. Um, It is interesting to see this episode right after the one with famine and right. And to see Sam in this episode, right after watching him be pushed into a relapse. Yeah. Sam's Sam's like very effective in this episode as a hunter. Yeah. He's, he's, he's on top of it and him and jody are him just this jody. like what a fucking team oh yeah. my god oh did y'all catch the uh i i don't know if this is like an intentional parallel but maybe it's one of those like oh supernatural just being accidentally brilliant um but the parallel to five or is two 17 part with madison yeah when sam oh. has to go kill mm-hmm. her son and the shot stays on her yeah and just like why is sam always happy to do this i really thought she was pulling him back to take the gun herself and be like oh i'll do it it's okay but if it seemed like she thought about it and then realized she couldn't like i'm not gonna not gonna know i'm glad that i'm glad that she didn't have you because like that's your like it's one thing for bobby who is a hunter who understands this situation better like still devastating for Bobby, but he understands what's happening more jody has not even had the talk she's not had the monster a real talk yet like it and it, this is her small child like that's mm-hmm. horrific Who just killed and, her husband yeah and, yeah. So and she's, like she's just walking away from that visual like can we talk about what a, an icon she is for being able to even rock like to be being able to speak she processes that, that whole thing so fast because she's like a professional well she goes right into like protection mode mm, yeah i think she walks out and is instantly like that was not my son and sam's like oh nice cool um you're right it wasn't yeah we don't have to go over this thank you we don't have to have that argument yeah because she just knows which makes me kind of curious with her because she has lived in the same town as bobby for years she knows who bobby is like i just wonder if she's seen anything else yeah. Even if it's not explicit, I wonder if, you know, in all of her Be years. Surprised. If with the amount of times that she says that she's arrested Bobby or implies that she's arrested Bobby, yeah. I feel like she's seen a little bit more of his cover-ups, you know, where he's like, yeah, I was I, I was just drunk, made a mess or something. And Yeah, uh, like she hmm. knows that he gets into weird shit. She's maybe seen some supernatural adjacent things, which maybe is part of why she accepts gets all with of this. The, yeah, she accepts it really fast. I mean, she's also in shock and she's also trained to be able to think quickly and mm. yeah. well, do what's and needed to protect people. The fact that like her son came back at all was a big enough introduction to the supernatural, <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. So I think she's kind of, she's able to digest it a little faster than, you know, maybe somebody who like hadn't known the situation and had just seen their kid come in. But like she's been taking care of her zombie son for presumably like a week now. <laughs> you know, like reading yeah. him bedtime stories and calling the doctor that's my big question that's the wildest what is 
have they taken the kid to the doctor? Does the doctor know the child is dead? I, I mean, does. well, maybe the first this, one did. Maybe this. I mean, I'm assuming a doctor knew her child was dead, but like probably yeah. not this doctor. I'm gonna guess that she. I'm gonna guess when that Jody's doctor. calling a different doctor. Jody's not calling a doctor that already knows this situation because the first doctor she called was like, "Hey, here's um, a psychiatrist. I know. Please, hey, it's yeah. all right. You know, like something like that." Yeah. 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 Because we also fair. don't know. We also don't know how long ago her son died. you know that's true it could have been recent it could have been a couple years so we don't know like you know how fresh it is and how that may impact you know how how surprised she is and and what other people in the community know or remember i do love the bit at the end though where she's like you know a few people have already tried calling the papers and no one's believed them yet I'm just like, oh, yeah. I mean, which is an interesting way to explain away the events that, you know, sometimes they have events that are so huge. And it's like, how did nobody see that? Like, nobody posted about that <laughs> on, online. Ah, uh, yes. They tried. But yeah, this is one where it, it does, it does seem like the kind of thing that, like, there's no evidence. They've burned all these bodies yeah. other than everyone's stories. There's a couple of police reports that are. And they probably, like, yada yada it away by being like, yeah, there was a hallucinogen that got into the water supply. <laughs> or something too much for yeah. a ride i mean a lot <laughs> grief is messy and complicated and we don't always understand how people act when they're grieving or how people remember things and that plays into i mean even with bobby like his mm. bobby acts super not like a hunter until he gets to the point where he actually you know lets karen go and it's mm-hmm. a heart-wrenching scene beautifully done especially when dean comes in the worry on dean's face though oh he's so concerned and then he's concerned in a different way you know he's concerned for how bobby is going to take that and yeah and then they team up and they are ready to take out all the zombies and it's and so a, good such a, a well like so much interesting fight choreography yeah. with the dean and bobby scene and the sam and jody scene but the dean and bobby scene in particular because they're working with the wheelchair as well especially because the wheelchair is relatively recent you know compared mm-hmm. to how long bobby and dean have been able to like train together the wheelchair yeah. is a more new addition so I mean, and having such good chemistry with that yeah. is such a great scene. But yet it is still a little choppy at points. Like when Bobby mm-hmm. first is knocked out of the wheelchair, he has to like be like, Dean, I need need assistance. Like yeah, there's those I'll little moments up. where you're reminded that like this is still new to them. Mm-hmm. But then whenever Dean pushes pushes him into the one room and Bobby just puts the shotgun above his head for Dean to grab, this is so good. They are very in sync. Mm. I do love the Dean bit, though, of like, yeah, you know, they don't have to locks. <laughs> <laughs> Being wrong. <laughs> Don't you ever get tired of it? It's the silence after he says they can't pick a lock. Slow shot. <laughs> oh, are so you kidding good. me, Ryan? Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Bobby's, Bobby's like, stop talking out of your I'm ass. Making like... this up as I go. Sue me. <laughs> oh, good. Making it up as you go. Hmm, Dean. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing that you and your boyfriend like to do? <laughs> Who's counting? Mm-hmm. Oh. And yeah, and then Sam and Jody like coming yeah. in for the rescue. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, okay, I'm glad they at least called out, hey, get down. <laughs> you know. They were, he's like, hey, we got to do headshots. I'm sorry. You guys get low. I mean, we're proven that both Sam and Jody are really good shots because, yeah. man, that's a little bit of a risky. Like, everything's like, moving down. and then got 
everybody in a headshot like but didn't get Sandine or Bobby in a headshot because yeah. I feel like it's kind of dark everything's everyone's moving aggressive and two people are shooting how are you sure which one who's are you thinking? sure that you can tell which shock of dark hair is the zombie versus the mm, yeah they're good they're when good. you're just that good <laughs> it's the next day whenever they're burning the bodies and you know Sam and Jody do they talk about the, the people talking to the papers and Sam asks how are you holding up and she doesn't answer and just holds it for such a long time mm-hmm. but they don't they don't force anything they just yeah yeah I mean it's another nice moment for Sam like I, I Sam checking in and going you've you un- you know what happened in a way that nobody else in this town knows what happens mm-hmm. like presumably after everything went down there was there was at least some kind of explanation that they gave to Jody some kind of elements of the, the truth the how much people. they told her probably not a lot but they would have told her enough but that leading into Bobby burning Karen's body alone mm-hmm. heartbreaking until the brothers show up to join him they were a hunter's funeral which is <laughs> is really is really nice um considering really that's not like she's we haven't seen this kind of a burial for non a non-hunter I'm not sure if we've seen this kind of burial at all for a non-hunter before I don't think so I'm pretty sure it's new hmm. did Ronald Ronnie get one after night shifter no, I feel like I don't think so because no. I think there was no because they had to run the cops got him yeah 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 they probably would have given him one had they been able to but mm-hmm. well in hunter's funeral is largely so that you there's no chance of future possession or mm-hmm. zombification which obviously doesn't didn't work in this scenario because it didn't matter because it wasn't actually reliant on their bodies the one person that wasn't technically a hunter that we did seek at a hunter's funeral was adam because oh. Oh yeah, you're right. You are right. Yeah, and he was adopted by hunters, so like yeah. And and he is related to the Winchesters, which puts him in potential risk of possession, possession, zombification. Yeah, yeah. You know, angry spirit. And it's also because it's also to prevent someone becoming an angry spirit. If you burn their bones, then there's nothing for them to hold on to. And you know, Adam would have been a pretty good candidate for becoming an angry spirit. Oh yeah, his given the way uh, he died. Yeah. So I think we got to close it out with the conversation they have with Bobby after Karen's funeral or at Karen's funeral, talking about the message that death sent to Bobby. A little intimidating. And Dean's perspective on this, like he says, you know, I don't know, basically, I don't know spot about love, but at least you got five days with her. And Bobby says that makes it worse. Um, so fair. She's the love of my life. How many times do I have to kill her? And I just want to like mm. draw out some parallels here of like the concept of like having to kill someone that you love, like having to kill the love of your life is something that I want us to just like take note of for future or for anything you know, for future connections with other characters. I mean, we've seen this kind of thing before. I, I just want us to pay attention to how supernatural often as a narrative puts its characters in positions where they have to kill or say goodbye to the love of their lives. But I'm sure that won't come up ever again. Yeah, no, oh, sure never. it won't. Never again. Not at any other point. I confess. I screams into the void. <laughs> will. Thinking about, anyway. So There's just so many instances of this. You see this with Jess and Mary and Madison and who else at this it's, point? Yeah, it's always either having to kill them or at the, at the worst, like at the other end of it, having to watch them die, mm-hmm. even if you're not like the one that's killing them. Well, and having to be responsible 
responsible for their death. Because I think with like both Mary and Jess, there are people in their lives that feel responsible for their deaths. Even though like Sam and John don't kill them. Sam particularly feels very responsible. He feels like he's the reason that Jess died, even though he's not the one that killed her. Yeah. And kind of same difference, honestly. This episode is a lot. Mm -hmm. lot. And death is still out there. Like, so the last two times we've met horsemen, we've, they've managed to show up in that episode. Yeah. And we've met, the boys have managed to, you know, with war, they managed to take his ring. Same with famine. Famine, they just kind of ripped apart. They didn't really. Yeah. But they don't, they're not, yeah, death doesn't actually make it appear. You get a description of death though, from Mm -hmm. Karen. Mm -hmm. Like a skeletal looking dude. Which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not, I mean, horsemen, we've we've now encountered at least somewhat three out of four. Two and a half. But we've only met two, so I think we've, uh, yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Season five is winding down. Hitting the gas pedal. The revelations piece, like the fact that they're bringing in so much revelations lore, Mm. like the horsemen, I mean, they've had things with seals, they've had, yeah, all of this apocalyptic, vessels, all this apocalyptic sort of language and symbolism being brought into modern era. Very interesting. Love to see it. Foot on the gas pedal as we are now, you know, season five, episode 15. We got seven We're episodes left. to the apocalypse. We got how many episodes left before the before the end of this season? Like, I think seven. Seven yeah. episodes left. Mm, getting there. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to wrap up our main discussion. So now it is time for Going Meta, where we are tracking lore representation, behind the scenes trivia, and more. First, we'll start off with our rep check. Rep check? Yeah. Jody's I mean, great. Jody's great. And I'm Karen. She has to watch her family die, which sucks, but she's yeah. great. <laughs> but but at least in Jody's case, we're not getting the like, we've killed a female character for male characters' pain. At least Jody, I mean, it's kind of flipped, but like, it's, we get to see Jody as a person. Yeah. The woman gets to like live and continue on and be a badass. I would have loved to have seen her and Karen interact though. That would have been really nice, I think. Mm. That would have been really interesting. Interesting dynamic there. I would have loved to have seen the conversation that Jody had about the explanation conversation. I love that conversation. Always. With Sam and Dean and Bobby or whoever talks her through that. I would have loved to have seen that. Um, her and Sam worked super well together and I am that dynamic is yeah that actually really in the rewatching of this episode like the Jody Sam dynamic was something that jumped out to me in a way that it never really has before mm-hmm. it was very nice it was strong respectful on both ends yeah very collaborative yeah another thing representation wise is we kind of talked about the wheelchair with the wheelchair combat scene like they really they give Bobby the ability to still fight yeah. and be involved they can ask yeah, that was pretty great but they still also acknowledge some of the limitations of that in that yeah he's a lot more easily incapacitated and he needs dean's assistance to get out of the situation and so there's some yeah i mean acknowledged his vulnerability while still giving him power Mm -hmm. which is a a nice balance that doesn't happen very often on this show no No, it's refreshing so get this i was looking into the lore and we've got a, a a handful of things as we've you know kind of been chatting about with revelation with the vessels horsemen Horsemen. We're getting so close. We're so close. We also get a resurgence of Bobby's phone wall. Yes. Yes. One of my favorite favorite things that Bobby has. Love for that. So fun. And the first instance of getting getting caught in a lie using the phone wall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of it really, really not working. 
for not the reasons you would think. Jody Mills. <laughs> like it's not Sam and Dean's fault that this doesn't work. No. It's actually Bobby's. No. Which because is... he's been ducking their calls, doesn't even know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> also in lore, we obviously have uh, zombies and this is not oh, the first yeah. time we've had zombies, but these are partic- very particular kind of zombies and they're very traditional kind of zombies too. Like the actual yeah. eating, the actual like fever, kind of going mad, eating flesh. Yeah. You got your standard run in the mill zombie here. <laughs> it's interesting that that's what death decides to go with. You know, that's how death decides to raise them. Because when we've seen other zombies and like people back from the dead in other episodes, it's portrayed a little differently. I think it's because this is a little bit more heart-wrenching because it gives them five days of everything they wanted and then yeah rips it all apart oh no death's not just going for the kill he's going for the maximum emotional damage emotional damage damage. (laughs) (laughs) oh god i was gonna say i do have um a question that i'm curious i feel like august you would know this if anyone was it just me or was that diner from the beginning the mystery spot diner Ooh, i didn't it looks like the same layout but that could just be me reaching but i know that you know a lot about let's do a quick little look i'm gonna find out about if it is because we can that's something we can determine so okay so this diner is not the same as the diner in mystery spot but it is going to be used again oh okay well because i was like i've definitely seen this in another episode yeah so it's going to be used again in in season six at least once so okay interesting okay yeah. well that makes me feel slightly more validated there's a limited amount of like oh uh that's particular americana style diner in the lower mainland where supernatural was filmed yeah. so they did film at the same ones quite a lot like the, yeah the, that's the diner where they talked meet... about um some of them that you've like been to yeah because the diner where they meet adam is a diner that i'm very familiar oh, with yes, and yes, it appears more than once in the show yeah okay well thank you for for doing that digging i that was something i had noticed like just before i was oh i wonder a little behind the scenes deep dive deep dive for us yeah that i guess brings us to the end of our episode where we're gonna do our character blessings basically we're just gonna pick some characters that we feel deserve some love after what they went through this week so who's got somebody to bless i would like to bless jody the whole world has changed in a moment for her and she's already been through that once like her whole world changed when she lost her child and changes again when she loses her child again and her husband and finds out that monsters are real just i want the best for jody after this moment you want her to have the the time and the space and the resources and support to process uh everything she's been through and uh uh, yeah just a, a blessing for grieving for for jody yeah yeah love that what about you Noah? i'm gonna bless bobby to nobody's yeah. surprise because he <laughs> needs it and deserves it and he just wants to be with his wife again and that's all he wanted and he had it for a little while and it hurt even more because he had to end it mm-hmm. but he did it and he has his support of his, his boys but- <laughs> He's not without family. Might not be enough for him. And that hurts. Blessings to Bobby. Bless Bobby for sure. Mm -hmm. I would like to bless Sam this week, actually. Because having to waste a kid, like whether they're a zombie or not, I can't imagine is easy for him. And having to do so while like you're also, you know, very busy being worried about your own father figure and if he's going to be okay and still managing to like do your job and save other people and protect other people. Like Sam, 
him that, you know, he's very, very good at compartmentalizing when he needs to take the lead, but it doesn't mean that he's not going through something awful. And so he's been through so much of the season already that just that on top of it, I'm like, really? That's what we're going to do to Sam this week? Yeah. So he comes through with the win for them all. He does. So blessings to Sam. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that's where that's where we take us take us out this week. Thank you all for joining me for for being here. Yeah, I got a little teary on that blessing. That was a little. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a sad it's a sad time. So um, yeah, feeling it a little. Thank you uh, to everyone who's who's joined us today. If you're listening, remember to take care of yourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember to be gentle with yourself in your own in your fandom. Yeah. <laughs> in your grief fandom or otherwise, honestly, like yeah, all of the above. Yeah. Make sure you are subscribed to Saving People Queering Things wherever you listen to podcasts and share our show with your friends. You can find links to all of our social media and join our Discord server if you want to be a part of our little community where we talk about episodes and life and have a grand old time. And you can do all of that through our website, queeringthingspodcast.com. And if you are all caught up on Supernatural and want to go to Before the Beginning, you can listen to August and myself with our friends Beth and KJ over at Wayward Parents, a podcast about the Winchesters, where we have updates at Wayward Parents or on Twitter and Tumblr at Wayward Parents Pod. And if it hasn't been renewed somewhere else by the time this episode comes out, hashtag save the Winchesters because <laughs> we want more. Be sure to ride along with us next week as we explore season five, episode 16, Dark Side of the Moon. Yee! Thank you all for coming along for the ride. And we wish you a peaceful road until we meet again. Thank <laughs> you.